Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. Put some cheese on it. We're good. Send it out. Hey, hey. Welcome back to the Fanatic Life Podcast. You're listening to episode 10. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We want to remind you to join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. Uh, we'd love to interact with you over there. Again, one more way you can help the show is you can uh, rate us on whatever podcast player you have. We'd, we'd love it. If you love the show, hey, let us know. That helps us get get uh, recommended by those podcast players to other people. So uh, maybe there's something on here that they'd want to hear. Who knows? Uh, to, today we're talking about several things, but Jamie, I want to start off because this week was my birthday and as such, I got another treat. I talked, was I guess it was last week about my first graded comic and I already have my second. So for my birthday this year, I got the, um, the action comics 1015 and it is CGC graded 9.8 and it has None other than Superman and Naomi on it. So I'm going going all in with Naomi. You know, if if, if that character flops, I'm I'm just well. I guess I still have a, a graded Superman. I don't know, but that was uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, I was I was thankful to be able to get that. And man, it's beautiful. Got it in. I guess I got it in today. We're recording on a Tuesday, so I got it today, and 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 have it stood up in the kitchen for right now over to the side, and and it looks beautiful over there. I bet your wife would beg to differ on that one. <laughs> on that one. looks beautiful over there. <laughs> she liked And the thing was, is I had ordered, listen, I, I was hot and heavy into comics for, for a while there. And last year I, I kind of had to switch up because I went back to school. And uh, so I had to kind of drop off of comics for a little bit and, you know, just kind of ease up <clears throat> And, uh, and so I didn't, I didn't actually know that Naomi appeared in, uh, some, I was young justice and also some action comics and things like that. I didn't even know that. So I found out recently and ordered some of those, uh, just, uh, out in the wild plain comics, not graded or anything. And, and so the, the comic term that people use is, is raw because they're ungraded. They're just raw copies. But I, uh, I I got some of those, got them in, and actually my wife was looking through them. She's like, oh, this one looks really good. <laughs> and uh, it, it does. It is really good. Um, again, that's Action Comics 1015 if you want to look it up. But it is, it is beautiful. Just a, just a really, really well done thing. So she actually liked it. So oh, yeah. take that, Jamie. My wife would roll her eyes if I tried to put a comic in the kitchen. <laughs> well, we, we've got the room over to the side. It's like not in the way. It's kind of where we like charge iPads and things like that. So it's out of the way. And of course, you know, like we talked about it, being in the, one of those slabs, it is beautiful. You know, they, they really, really do a good job of those things, making them just pop. Like you said, I think last week. So, so I'll have that. I'll, you know, I'll, it'll be in the kitchen for a little bit and then it'll retire to someplace safe. Unlike the two comics I got from Marvel this week that, you know, had a pretty rough time in the mail. Oh my goodness! You, you know, see, and you talked about this last week, and then you sent me that uh, that text this week showing me a picture of it. And man, I couldn't do it. I'm, you know, we we covered all the ground where you know you're you're not as much into selling them or anything like that. So it's 
not as big a deal. But let me tell you guys, and maybe we should put this on Facebook. It, it for a comic, it was in rough shape. Well, it was just that corner, but yeah, it. I think you could straighten it up with you know, get it bag, get it boarded, and get a little weight on it. It would it would straighten up. But it, even though I don't look to sell them, it's still pretty aggravating when you get them in that condition, especially especially brand new. You know. Oh yeah, and see, but people can hear. In your voice and your reaction to me saying it was in bad shape, you're like, oh, well, you know, we can put something on it. We can weigh it out. You, you can hear that, you know, you don't you don't have it's not as in, as important to you that it be in that pristine shape as it is me. I'm like, oh, man, that is terrible. And you're like, oh, I think we can, you know, put some stuff on it. <laughs> my, my number one is in pristine shape, so I'm good. There you go. Hey, you got, you got the one that's important to you. So there you go. I'm glad. Does Marvel offer anything that would protect it any better, like a better shipping, or is that just is what it is? It is what it is. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of thinking I may lean towards that uh, things from another world that you uh, recommended on. Was it last week or week before last? Uh, yeah, was, um, I believe it was last week. They've got some uh, some interesting options, and I mean, you might, you're going to pay a little more, but I mean, don't have to worry about it coming in the shape I got that one in. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I mentioned a couple of places like mycomicshop.com, which in all honesty, that website's a little hard to navigate unless you really have to dive in, whether you're talking about pre-orders will be in a different spot from other things, like there's a separate checkout. And so you might, you might lose, lose track of where things are even. Uh, but, but my comic shop is what we decide 20 cents cheaper. I think, I, think so. I think it's 20 cents cheaper. I think it's 20 cents cheaper. And it, and it also comes bagged and boarded, uh, at least in a cheap bag. Now, things from another world is 20 cents more expensive, and you have to pay, I think it's 20 or 25 cents for a bag and board for each one. So, right. you know, it could be 50 cents more, but I'm willing, you know, I want it in as good a shape as it can come. So I, I'm good with that, and I'm good with the extra 40, 50 cents, whatever it is. Uh, and certainly, certainly much more over, uh, over what you're getting in the mail. So, but yeah, you, you got to look at, you know, you and I kind of exchanged texts and, uh, as you looked around things from another world, what, I mean, what do you think of the site overall? It was real easy to use, uh, find exactly what I was looking for. Just a couple of clicks or find stuff I didn't know I was looking for <laughs> within a couple of clicks. Yeah. That's kind of what I ended up doing is, you know, I'd find one area of it and then I, I figure out I'm now I'm on page 18 of, of looking through things and just, just seeing what's there ended up pre-ordering a lot more than I thought I would, but, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty site and it's easy to navigate. And so, you know, if you want to just kind of sample around, it's, it's just tfaw.com. So that's things from another world and it's, it's really easy to use. So I, I enjoyed it. The only other thing was my comic shop makes you like pre-order, like when you pre-order something, you have to pay immediately. And so if you don't, like if they, if they change a comic that's coming out, like if you pre-ordered a variant or something like that, you've already paid for it and they'll cancel it. And so they'll take that money you paid and put it towards like shipping later, which I guess is okay. But things from another world doesn't charge you until it ships. So you can, there's like a, a date where it locks, like you can pre-order things and you know, as it gets closer to the date, there's a day where it locks where you can't change it, delete it, anything like that. And so when it ships, then you pay. So 
I guess I prefer that more. And just with overall sight, it's just a little easier. I, I found myself just going back to things from another world. So I'm glad you glad you enjoyed that as well. Have you ordered anything from them yet? No, I have not. Uh, just been kind of looking around, figuring out the site and figuring out what all's new out there since I hadn't really been to a comic book shop in probably over a year. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe it's been that long for you. Well, and I'll tell you one other thing that I really like about that site. And, and my comic shop may have it, but Things from Another World has, has this thing called um, Watchdog. And so you can actually set up terms for it to look for. So, you know, I, I've talked a lot about Naomi. But I can set up, you know, a, a title search for Naomi. And as soon as something like that comes out, it's going to let me know. Or Brian Michael Bendis has been the author of Naomi, so I can put up things of him. So if I want to check out anything he's doing with Superman or Action Comics or you know Young Just whatever he's he's working on at the time, you know I can I can get a preview of that in my email. I really like that because comics are hard to keep up with if you uh, if you don't stay on top of them, uh, especially if you're not just like you know laser focused. Like if you just want one thing, it's fine. But if you're really perusing and like, oh, I wonder what I'll I'll like, then it's kind of, it could be, it could be overwhelming because there's so many. I know it was overwhelming for me when I got into it because it was like, well, I like this character. I like this character. I like this character. Well, and then before you know it, you're like, I've got $80 worth of comics here. How, how am I going to do this once a month? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Shoot. Once a month, once a week, you right, know, the next thing right. comes out. It, and I watch, you know, there are preview shows that'll tell you, Hey, what's coming up this next Wednesday. And they'll be there. There are weeks there'll be 120 books, 140 books, and so you really have to get. You know, th this ranges from, you know, could be Captain America, Thor, you know, something mainline to, to some other, you know, offshoot uh, comic book company that that's putting out some some independent stuff. So, I mean, there are all kinds of, of stories you can get into, and yeah, it, it can it can definitely be. <laughs> It can definitely be expensive. So that that's another reason for you to, uh, yeah, you should go. If you have a local comic shop, do that. And most of the time, if you set up a pull list at that comic shop, they will, they'll, they'll pull your books for you. Most of the time they'll give you a discount on your books, but yeah, if you can pre-order and get as big a discount as you can, Hey, that's the way to go. Uh, I'll tell you this before. Uh, before, uh, we leave the subject, you know, I talked about this, this graded comic because of my birthday, going back to our, our favorite, um, our favorite, what was it? Uh, comfort meals that we talked about after, after the hungry hussy interview the other day, I got to have one of those for, uh, my birthday. So <laughs> I guess it was Saturday evening. My wife makes me chicken fried chicken. Oh my goodness, Jamie. It was wonderful. You were in heaven, weren't you? I was, but yeah, I had a, had a great time and have a new graded comic, had a wonderful meal, all these things we've been kind of talking about coming together in one, one day. So that was good. Uh, but there, there's been some more news. We've talked some over the podcast, over the length of the podcast about, uh, different, uh, different cards selling for different amounts and some of them just blow your mind. Just, I think we've talked about different card selling for 1.5 and $1.8 million, just crazy stuff. Uh, but recently, as you pointed out to me, Jamie, the 1952 pack of tops baseball cards. So it's a, a pack of cards that has been graded as a pack. So 
It's unopened. Uh, Tops is, what was the grade on it? Was it eight? It, it was eight. It was one of two um, that have ever been graded nothing in that has, condition. Nothing has graded, yeah, nothing has graded above an eight on that. And so a 1952 graded pack of cards just sold for $63,000. Now, the big thing is, as we were talking about this, is the pack sold for $63,000. The question is, do you keep it that way? So you could sell it again for maybe more money. Or get this, if you had the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle, if it was a PSA 10, so that means just the grading company, uh, if you had a PSA 10, it would be worth $3 million. So do you gamble? Uh, Jamie, I'm asking you this question. Do you gamble and try to see if you can pull the Mickey Mantle or maybe something that, that goes above $60,000? Or do you keep this pack of cards graded and maybe sell it? Or what would you do? Well, first, it would involve a lot. And I mean a lot of investigation on what all cards were in this series, you know, what all are they selling for? Uh, and I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to see how many cards were in the pack. I think it's, uh, it doesn't say, but there's also a piece of bubble gum in the pack as well <laughs> from 1952. And the second part of the question, would you eat the bubble gum? <laughs> yes. Yes. I would eat the bubble gum. If I opened it, I would, by at that point, what, what else do I have to risk? <laughs> I want to say before you answer that, I'll tell you, you know, back even in the nineties, you know, you could buy, you could get some, some packs with bubble gum in them. I ate some of those old bubble gum, you know, to just immediately disintegrate into chalky dust type of thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, and I'll tell you the craziest thing I did is I, I opened one of those old packs and, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't real old, you know, a couple of years maybe. And, uh, you know, at different times they may have a, just a different, uh, like you can open a pack and win something. One time I opened a pack and I won the grand prize. I don't remember what it was, but it was something big, but it was like multiple years after it had ended. Oh yeah. Like, Dang you, got, it. you gotta love that. <laughs> See, that's, that's me. That's probably why I wouldn't open the pack because you know, like I, like I said before, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck. <laughs> yeah, you, you would open the pack and, and you would end up with a Mickey Mantos or somebody like that. Like, who? <laughs> or it would be the uh, the Mickey Mantle card would be in there, but the bubble gum would have like fused itself into the card, making it completely <laughs> worthless. Yeah, that, that would be my luck. Yeah, yeah. Or it is, yeah, it's, it's something, it's just like oil has gone into its face on the card. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the bubble gum. So you wouldn't open it. You would you would keep it as a pack. Well, you know, if I've spent sixty thousand dollars on this pack, then well, chances are there's the that pack's probably going to keep going up. And uh, of course, if yeah, I'm, it's an investment of itself. If I'm if I've got the money, but if, I, if I've got a, there could be a card in there that would make it go up to three million dollars instantly. And I was uh, I was fixing to say that if I've got sixty thousand dollars to throw away on a pack of baseball cards, I mean. You know, I probably got the extra income that I could I could take that risk of opening that pack of baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's one way to look at it too. Is like surely you're not in a position where I scrounged for years to get the sixty thousand dollars and I right. spend it on this pack of cards. Right. Yeah, no, wouldn't be in that position. I'd be curious to see is uh, you know, how much it would actually 
appreciate because it, you know, if it beats all the markets and all of those things, Hey, that, that's one way to look at it. But we, we were talking before we went, went on the podcast and I, I threw out the scenario, you know, what would happen if you sold that $60,000 pack and I opened it and there was a $3 million Mickey Mantle in there. Now you seem to think that I should somehow pay you or pay something of yours off. I think it, you know, no backsies type type of thing. Hey, well, I, I sold it. You've got my money. I'm not one of the card back. I was just, you know, a friendly gesture on your part, you know. Now, why would you think you need to suggest a friendly, <laughs> friendly gesture on my part? You got 60 grand, man. Go spend it. And this. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, the, the problem Jamie knows is what would happen. Because I've already calculated this out, people. Because if I could get a 6% return, if I got that Mickey Mantle and sold it, 3 million bucks. So if I got 6, 000, uh, or if I got 6% return every year, I'm, I'm banking a minimum 180,000. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Jamie said I needed to like buy some stuff for him or pay something off. And I'm like, man, you can, you can participate in my life as much as you want, as long as you, you know, do it through Instagram as I, you know, tour the world or <laughs> whatever I do. <laughs> so you, I don't think you should sell it to me if you do, oh, if you I, do end up with that pack. I, I, I've dealt with you enough on trading cards that I probably wouldn't sell it to you. Well, thanks a lot. I'm, I'm not sure what that means, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think you know what I, that means. I never took uh, never took any of your Rickies or anything like that. <laughs> no, but you always, you always manage to uh, get the better end of the deal in the long run. So we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're referring to, but it sounds like some one of us is a good businessman. That's that's all I'm taking from this. No, I'm just saying that's my luck. I would sell you a card <laughs> face value and then the next day it like quadruples in price. Oh, here's an error, a rare <laughs> error right. card that <laughs> that we didn't catch beforehand. Yeah, I would uh I'd sure be careful about that. Is I wonder if there's technology where we could see what all's in you know in that pack now without destroying the cards. I don't know. But uh, speaking of destroying those cards, I don't know if I told you this, uh, how Tops got rid of uh, their excess stock of that 1952 set. Mm-hmm. They dumped it in the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. All right, people. There <laughs> you go. $3 million probably floating around the Atlantic, right? <laughs> no, it's just long since disintegrated. <laughs> Doesn't that just hurt your heart? You know, I was oh, giving yeah. people a hard time, you know, people older than us that could have had that, the, those FLIR packs, those FLIR basketball packs. And uh, you hear a story like this, you're like, oh my goodness, those cards were so valuable. <laughs> At the time, they're not. That's the, that's the, the deal. And, and of course now, you know, it, it's, it's such a money game that people are paying stupid money for any rookie. You know, people are watching very closely to, uh, to Zion Williamson and and John Morant and all those people, you know, in, in basketball, they've been uh, rookie cards of of baseball players have been skyrocketing just on speculation alone that I think this guy's going to do well, and so uh, you can just you can get on eBay and just watch prices go to insane levels, you know, just because people are specking on this. Like you see, hey Jordan or. You know, LeBron sold for 1.5 million. I want that card. You know, 30 years from now, I want to have, or 20 years, I want to have that card and sell it. And so people are 
paying all kinds of money for these things. So, but when when LeBron was coming into the league, you knew LeBron was a big deal. There was no speculation on it, whether or not this kid was going to be a superstar or not. You knew from day one he was going to be a superstar. But did you go get a LeBron card? I've got forty in my binder on the on, <laughs> on the table. No, you don't. <laughs> I didn't either. That's the problem. I knew it was a big deal too, but I didn't go get it. Well, you know, I should have. And that's the thing with the, the trading card game. You know, it's when he was a rookie, we were, it was kind of in a lull, you know, nobody was collecting baseball and basketball cards. Right. There was a few, I think there was a few, but still, you know, it wasn't, I think, you know, that's one thing the pandemic has done is it's brought that collecting hobby back to the forefront because well there's people sitting at home with nothing else to do yeah that's right yeah you kind of have to change you know what your hobby is or what you're doing what you're doing with your spare time and and people will tell you you know even in the last six months during the quarantine it is it has really changed the game and there's even speculation that now that you know people aren't getting as much from uh, unemployment that maybe some of that will go down as well because you know, people are sitting at home, you know, where you used to spend money going out and watching movies or, you know, doing all these things that you really can't do as much now that you do have extra income. And so the, it's really changed again. But, man, it's I don't know where I don't know what kids are doing because kids cannot afford this. I mean, you have to no. have you have to have a, a parent with deep pockets to to help you get into this. And, man, I'll be honest, my kid's not going to get into it at, at prices like like you have to have right now there to me, these card companies are really, they're really selling out for the dollar right now in a, in a really short sighted way that, you know, the reason that they can sell them right now is because people like me and you, you know, collected what 30 years ago. Right. And you know, now, you know, now it's, it's nostalgia for us. It's something that is fun. And now, you know, in our, in our late thirties, we, you know, we have extra spending money. We're not having to ask, you know, parents or, or whatever to, or whoever to get money. Now it's our own. But the problem is, is that if it's just catered to us, our kids aren't going to care. Right. And so they, they won't, you know, might as well be another junk wax era or something. Uh, that's my take on it. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, when you're paying $5 for a base pack of cards, that's just, to me, that's just, that's just too much. You know, of course, I mean, I know, I know they can't sell them for the, uh, 35, 25 cents that used to sell them for back, you know, late eighties, early nineties. I remember when like the Fleer ultra come out and they were like, like 75 to a dollar, you know, and everybody's like, Whoa, you know, those are shiny. Yeah. And they were nice and shiny. Uh, and I mean, I understand, you know, the quality of the cards have improved tremendously leaps and bounds over the stuff we used to collect, especially the tops. I mean, tops, used, they were like the last ones to get on board with the whole, the better card. You know, when you bought a pack of tops cards, the back of it looked like, you know, cardboard for lack mm-hmm. of a better oh, term. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could tell they weren't, they weren't glossy, but you know, still some of them. Hey, I mean, go ahead. I will say that about, I will say that about, you know, cards right now is they are pretty, you know, a lot of them are pretty. And they, uh, they've done a lot, you know, sometimes they'll do these, these heritage and these, you know, make them look old cards. And, but a lot of these, I mean, a lot of these new cars, I mean, they make them look nice. 
Right. And so you get nice cards, but I've got a I've got a pack over to my right right now, and I paid good money for this pack. I think I paid, I think I paid six bucks for this pack, and there's I don't think there's six dollars worth of cards in there. Right. Oh so, yeah. I mean, if you're wanting to sell them. Oh yeah, I've I've I feel you. I, I bought. It's been a while. I bought a pack of the Heritage. You know, just like oh okay, you know. But then it's like man, yeah, they look like cards from the seventies, but it's like. This could have been an insert in the in the, in your base pack, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of having these, you know, I, I know I've been on that soapbox before, where you know, instead of having five different styles of card for this one company, why don't you just you know make one or two sets and kind of use some of these as inserts, like your heritage. You have that as an insert, you know, of like your top stars. Make mm-hmm. it make it a little more fun, a little more collectible. You know, where you're not having to go out and collect like, oh, well, I, I want this card, so I've got to buy this pack. And, well, I also want this card, so I've got to buy this other pack. We yeah. only, we our, our choices were Upper Deck, Tops, Flair, or Score, and Don Russ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, which company did you want to get? Now it's like, okay, we're, we're going to give our money to Tops, but which pack are we going to buy this week? You know? Exactly. And then, you know, throw in the, ridiculous price like if you want to buy a box and i know i mentioned this but it's just crazy the the amount of money you have to drop down to you know to take a chance that you get that autograph or that card or ah i don't know man i i tried to pull the i tried to pull the uh pull the string on one on you know just getting one in, in walmart and it there are a couple of packs oh it's the I'm trying to remember what it is in baseball I know it's Tops or Bowman. I can't remember which, but you can go into your local Walmart, go over to the the card section, and there will there will be Panini basketball, and there won't be any there. And there's either a Tops or a Bowman baseball, and you won't find any there because as soon as they come in, people will buy everything. They will buy everything there, and they will try to flip them on eBay. And I follow some podcasts about cards, and maybe that sounds boring to you, but people are making a lot of money buying a card today, waiting a few weeks, and people are speculating so hard. Like, if a guy had a good two weeks since you had his card, you might make serious money with just reselling it. And so that, that's kind of where the, the game is right now, and it's whether or not you want to jump into it. I don't know. I, you know, I, I do enjoy that kind of excitement, but if I can't, if I can't go down and get that, that pack or box, it's not for me. I mean... Because that, that's part of it, too, is, is people just buy everything. There's not, I mean, because they're going to make money on it. As soon as that person drops that off in the Walmart, somebody walks by and buys it all. And that's why I promise you, go to your local Walmart, find the card section, and the important cards will be empty. <laughs> that's how to know which ones they are. That's why I just, you know, stick with buying the older stuff find that yeah. all day have you bought anything recently i have not bought anything recently um now one of the most enjoyable things i did here here recently uh past few months guy at the local flea market had a uh, box of unopened packs of i believe it was it's 1990 or yeah it was 1990 score and i had fun opening those up and just looking at all the old names you know coming across and it's like Oh yeah, I remember having this card as a kid, and so yeah, that was a lot of fun. I I enjoy like opening up those old packs probably more than I do the new packs. 
Well, I, I do. I guess it depends on what it is because I have really enjoyed opening those those 89 upper deck cards and, and getting the Griffies out. And that's all I've gotten out so far. So there's there's plenty for plenty more for me to do. But yeah, that's you know, I'd have to be looking for something. I don't know. Cuz I think the rest of the, I think the rest of that set by itself I don't even like. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing in here, but I don't know. I don't know if I like the new ones or old ones. I, well, I guess I like the old ones because I don't like paying the prices for the new ones. So, right, I think um, I think I paid fifteen bucks for the whole box, you know. So, and it's it was like thirty packs. So I I came out all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And that's the thing. And that, like I've, I've told you guys before, I I went and bought in bulk. I bought five boxes of eighty nine upper deck, and that was that was the way for me to get the cheapest is to buy five boxes instead of. You know, I'd have, I would have paid like, I think $30 more per box if I'd have bought a single box, you know? And so it, it ends up being a lot of money, but I could make a lot of money from it too. So it's, it's interesting. I need, my wife's been saying I need to send them off and get them graded so I know. And that way I can, you know, either buy more or, you know, just decide what to do. But they were, those cards were in really good shape. I still have... Uh, I still have the video to do of the opening of the two boxes that are still sealed and in plastic wrap. So I'm going to have to do that sometime soon. I think that'll be a lot of fun. So hopefully I can I can get my money back on that. Hopefully I can make a bunch of money on those Griffies. And so I, I guess, you know, if I, I had to say, I guess it, it is a lot more fun for me to go back with the old ones because, I you know, I've got some things I'm looking for. I, I don't want to give you just a little taste of what we're talking about when we're saying, you know, trading cards are expensive. You can buy right now, you can buy, well, actually, they're out of stock. I mean, that's how quick they go. But uh, one of the card companies is Panini, uh, just like it sounds, P-A-N-I-N-I. You can buy some 2020 Panini Elements NFL trading cards. It's a hobby box. You can buy those for $244.95. Let me tell you what you get for that. In this hobby box for this almost $250, you get four cards per pack, one pack per box. <laughs> and so you're hoping to get a, um, uh, a base metal or rookie metal card, one on-card autograph, and one additional autograph, and one memorabilia card per box on average. So what do you think you have to pull to, to, to make it worth $250, Jamie? <laughs> I would say you'd probably have to pull that autograph Joe Burrow Rookie card for one. Yeah. Uh, my luck, I would pull the uh, autograph of the uh, Water Boy on the practice squads card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like every other, every H2O. other baseball pack I bought that had a guaranteed autograph in, it was like some dude that was pitching at single A ball. You know that <laughs> yeah. was thirty five years old. But and, and that's the thing. How much is that going to hurt for two hundred and fifty bucks when you pull that autograph, man? I would. I think I'd have to like. I don't know. Shoot myself in the foot to try to recoup some kind of money. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. Is is that, that's why I say I lean towards those old boxes because you know you and I know what we're looking for. And man, I, I'm going to pay a lot less than this and know what's in the box. I know, oh, yeah. I know. The only question is, is what condition it's in. I mean, that's why I buy sealed boxes is to try and get the best condition it is in. But here you're spending 250 bucks on four cards. 
Good luck, sir. Right. And that's what we're talking about with, with saying kids can't get into this. You can, I you mean, know, if you want to go buy these cards, man, and this is not just these Panini football cards. It's, like I said, go to your Walmart and, you know, find the open shelf. That's, that's the important, those are the important, important cards. Basketball and baseball are just ridiculous, man. I'm surprised there's not a bigger rush on football, you know, just for the fact that that seems to be the most popular sport, you know, in America right now. But it's yeah. like the baseball and the basketball cards are the big sellers. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. When I was talking to uh, my buddy Jason about it, you know, several, well, it's probably been a, a month ago now. That's what he said. He said, the money's in baseball and basketball. I said, not really as much in football yet. There you go. $250 for that, that hobby box. I guess it's because, you know, baseball, you've got nine players on the field at one time. Basketball, it's, you know, five players per team. Football, it's, you know, 22 players. So I guess the chances of pulling a, uh, a better card or a more well-known name is greater in baseball and basketball than it would be in football. Right. But for 250 bucks, I'm not going to find out. I'm not going to find out who's in there. I'm good. I just, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And, and that's what, you know, that kind of money for me. And I know, like we said, people are trying to hit the jackpot with these things. They're trying to pull the, the signed Joe Burrow rookie card, like you said. And uh, I get that. I get that to a degree, but for 250 bucks, man, I can go buy an autograph of nearly anybody, you know, <laughs> you're, you're working on a, you know, Mickey Mantle signed baseball that, you know, it's, it's not that right. far away. And yeah. So that's I mean, where, that's where I've got the problem with it. I'm not, I'm not trying to dog on Joe Burrow because, you know, he played at LSU or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, I've, I really don't have an interest in like, if I was to pull his card, it's like, Oh, okay. It's Joe Burrow's autograph. Not like, you know, back in the 90s, if I was to pull a Joe Montana autograph, you know, I'd be, that thing would probably still be on my wall today if I'd pulled a Joe Montana autograph back in the day. Yeah. Well, and, you know, let's be honest, 20 years from now, we could very well be talking about this and saying, I had a chance to have that Joe Burrow autograph and I didn't want it. And now look at it, it's worth, you know, $30,000. I don't know, <laughs> something stupid. It's worth $225 now out of that pack of 250 I paid. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and that would be more like it is. I did buy it, and it's I still haven't broken even on it. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's my luck, man. I, I would be in the same boat, and that's that's why I can't do it. I, I'd have to be guaranteed more than that, and oh, that's just that's just not the spot for me. Pretty much with the way I buy baseball cards, that's like 25 complete sets from the 90s I could buy. Oh, yeah, man. You could spend a lot. And the funny thing is, and you've, you've pointed this out before, I don't know if you mentioned on the podcast, but you can check eBay, and some people think because things are old, like you could, you know, they have a box from the 90s, and they're asking $600 for it, and it's not worth but, you know, 20 And And so you really want to send those, send those people a message and say, hey, what – what you trying to do here, but I'm not trying to be rude, but you might want to check the market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I don't, you guys may think I'm a rear end. I don't know, but I will do oh, this. I, do. I, I, I know you already do, but I will do that in a way on eBay. So, so when I, uh, those people, I talk about how you can, you can make an offer. And so when I see, 
you know, something's worth 140 bucks. And somebody over here is asking $700 for it. <laughs> I will go make an offer at the price it should be and just see what they do. And I think every time so far they have declined it and not sold their item. I don't know. I don't know if these people just put things out here to see if somebody's stupid enough to buy them. That may be a strategy on eBay. I don't know. Uh, I I think what I was talking about to you was like a, uh, it was like, it was on the local swap shop and it was like two complete sets from the nineties. It was like the 92 tops and like 91 Don Russ or something like that. They, they were, you know, you find them all day on eBay for 10 bucks, 10 bucks a piece, you know, sometimes with shipping, you know, you could get them for $10 and this person was originally asking $500, but had come down to $300. And I'm just, I just wanted to send a message <laughs> right. and be like, Hey, not trying to be mean, but I can get those all day for 20 bucks, you know? So yeah, you may want to think about coming down on that price. I, I mean, I know they may have sentimental value to you if you bought them back in the, and I mean, if they'd bought them back in the nineties, they may have well paid $300 for them, but who knows? Yeah. Not, not in today's market. Right. That's, and that's the thing is, is just knowing what the market is and trying to separate yourself from the sentimental, you know, if you have sentimental value in it, I, <laughs> I've got, I don't know. I, I don't know that I have any of those. You know, I, I don't have any sets like that. Now I do have sentimental value in my Griffies. I wouldn't, I wouldn't part with them real easily though. If you bought that, if you bought that, if you bought that pack, that graded pack for 60 grand, I would swap you for my Griffies. So just keep that in mind if you come into some money i'll uh i'll i'll you'll be the the second person i call well thank you, you. Know, if, if that happens I, I don't even want to know who the first one is thank you uh <laughs> it, it would be a call to set up a you know a, a prank on you for the second call <laughs> of course it would yeah, that's, that's the first thing you think of when you come into some money or you, you buy this expensive thing is to set up a prank on me. That sounds about right. I, I, I don't think that's too far off. Uh, well, we do have, uh, I think, really some exciting news. that it, Well, the news has been out for a while, but uh, The Lord of the Rings is coming to Amazon Prime. And, and of course, that's been pushed back with, with COVID-19 and, and the quarantining and all that stuff. And so... Uh, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, mentioned that actually pre-production production, something to that effect has started or been allowed at least back in New Zealand where they are filming this. Uh, and so I'm, ex I'm excited about this and just to, just to let you guys know how big a deal this is, you know, it was, it was a big deal for the Tolkien family to allow the movies to be made. I mean that they wanted to protect what uh, what he had done, what he had written, and really it was it was a big deal to even have the movies made. And so the movies were were fantastic. Just just blew up all these box office, just crazy numbers. And uh, and so now they're you know they're the people are, are really wanting to put this series together for Amazon Prime. Well, they struck a deal with the Tolkien family. And uh, they had to buy they had to buy the rights for two hundred and fifty million dollars just to have the rights. Now, as a part of that, they also had to agree to to sign up to have at least five seasons. So this was not something that they could go into lightly. This was not something that they could just 
dip a toe in the water and see if the critics liked it. No, they had to sign up. This was going to have to happen. And, uh, and, and the production budget is, is rumored to be around a billion dollars, which is just amazing. And uh, it's scary, <laughs> but it's amazing because Lord of the Rings, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. We, we've got some things to talk about our, our favorite kind of fandoms, different series that we like, but Man, that that's an exciting thing for me that that we're gonna pour money back into Middle Earth, uh, all the things I loved about the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, all these things, and uh, and and that's exciting because New New Zealand is kind of opening that back up, and and some things I read said, you know, in the, in the coming months people are going going to be coming back, and of course, uh, as safely as they can, and and start opening that up again, but. Jamie, what did you? What got you excited about this? You are you a big Lord of the Rings fan as well? Oh, I, I like Lord of the Rings. I've read the books. I own all the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, I've got all but one of the Hobbits. I've even got the old Hobbit from like the the eighties, and then the Lord of the Rings from the seventies, the animated ones. I really enjoy you know the fantasy world that Tolkien had created. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you're kind of getting a uh, a prequel. Uh, with this series kind of opens up for more possibilities of what they can and can't or what they can do with the series. Uh, it's supposed to be set in uh, the second age, which was kind of more of uh, the age where Sauron came to power and came to be. I'd love, and I, I would love to see that played out. That, that gets right. me excited, man. Uh, they don't know if like uh, you go weaving and, uh, Kate Blanchett and Ian McClellan would uh, reprise their roles because technically those characters were were around back in the second age, just because, you know, wizards and elves could live longer. I did read one rumor that it was uh, going to be set around uh, Numenor uh, Islands, which is basically an uh, island of a uh, half men, half elvish descent, kind of, and then the fall of that island, which led to, you know, the uh, rise of the kingdom of Gondor, which uh, all the, uh, the the kings were descended from that line, including Aragon, which is, you know, the king there at the end in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, I'll tell you this. If, if you got one of those names wrong, I've got a friend named Teresa that's probably going to let me know about it. So I, I hope you I hope you pronounce those all those things correctly. I'm sure I butchered something. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's, she's a big fan. And I loved, uh, I used to work with her and, and loved talking to her about uh, Lord of the Rings. And she's, she's a bigger fan than I am. She's, I have all the books. I haven't read them. And, and that says probably a lot about me, but you know, I've read all or watched all the extended edition movies, which I didn't realize they'd left out just some very important details. And, and I know the books, you know, have even more. So I think there's even more in the books. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what, man, that's what gets me excited is, you know, this advent of really the, the Netflix, you know, Amazon prime type of shows has allowed us to kind of open up into, to worlds we liked and to get more. And so that's, man, I'm a big fan of that. And, and, you know, you've had Lord of the Rings, you've had The Hobbit, and now, all right, let's step back and let's let's do something else. Let's, you know, fill fill out this picture even better. And I'm I'm on board, man. I'd pay for that. We, we talked about doing thirty dollar rentals. I would do that, you know. <laughs> but you know, I have Amazon Prime, and 
man, I look forward to the day when it comes out. Now they're they're projecting it in 2021, right? I believe that's they're they're hoping for 2021. Of course, everything right now is just a a projection's a projection. We know, hey, that's that's we're hopeful that that's when it is, and we'll just see. That's all we can do with heck sports or entertainment or anything. But I'd love to I'd love to see that come around and and really be be filled out. I could want man, I could I could start that marathon, the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, right now. I could do that anytime, but. It seems like in the winter, especially when it kind of gets cold, you know, a little bit and you don't want to don't want to be outside freezing or something. That's when that's the time to sit inside and have one of those Lord of the Rings marathons. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Love it. Love it. Wish they uh, wish we could do it again. You know, produce this all back in, in 4K. I know you can do upscaling and everything, but man, it looked beautiful back, you know, back then. So I just. Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess I'm the same way as you. I, I really, I really, as I as I thought about some of these things, I really like some fantasy things. <laughs> I, I've never, you know, just thinking about myself, I've never thought about that. Like I, you know, I like comedies. I like some some things like that. But I was kind of surprised as, as you and I were having a, a text conversation earlier today. I was like, man, I kind of like some some fantasy things. Oh yeah, there's nothing better than a good fantasy. Especially if you've got like a series like Lord of the Rings, you know, where it's a con- a story that continues, you know, you've got different stories within the same story, you know, and it, it just kind of, it's a, it's a nice genre. Yeah. Yeah. You can just kind of, you know, and that's what I mentioned, oh, what, a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about uh, We Are Legion, We Are Bob, the audio book. Uh, that's just one of those, man, sci-fi fantasy where you can just kind of lose yourself in the story and. I go out and mow, put the put my earbuds in, and man, I'm 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 somewhere else. I, I just really I really enjoy that kind of thing. It's uh, I uh, I really like the the age we're living in. We've got so much technology. Of course, it can be used for bad, but man, it can uh, it can be some cool stuff too. Speaking speaking of that technology, uh, we can even bring dinosaurs back apparently, <laughs> and uh, that was some more news that we we wanted to share. And of course, probably many of you already know that, but. Jurassic World 3, that has also started back in production. And it's including some familiar faces, right, Jamie? That's right. Uh, your favorite, Dr. Alan Grant, will be uh, back. Uh, Sam Neill will be reprising his role. So will uh, Lauren, uh, Laura Dern and everyone's favorite, Dr. Malcolm, uh, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> yeah. will all be back. I, I, I like it when series... They may take a step off to the side, but they kind of kind of bring it full circle, like by bringing original cast members and stuff like that back into the fold. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very interested. It's new because yeah, Chris Pratt's still there. Yeah, I'm 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 waiting for the interaction with Chris Pratt and uh, Sam Neill on screen. I'm kind of interested to see how that happens. I, both, both <laughs> you train a raptor. Sam Neill, <laughs> Sam Neill with Chris Pratt, and also Jeff Goldblum with Chris Pratt. Right. You know, because Jeff, Jeff is is really laying out the uh, you know the nature thing in the in the very first Jurassic Park. You know, you can't you contain know. this stuff. He's, he's really laying down some wisdom, and and so I'd be curious to for him to talk with a guy who has trained raptors. <laughs> you know, it's like it, what, what does that if the like? whole if the whole movie was them three in a ninety two Jeep Wrangler running from a T Rex number twenty nine on the side of it, yeah. 
uh, I would probably change the number at least. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I would pay money to probably go watch that. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'm curious to see what it, what it looks like. Yeah. And my brother, my brother's a really big uh, Jurassic world fan. He, he has really liked, you know, the Chris Pratt thing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of, uh, I, and by the way, I love Chris Pratt and, you know, mentioned him in guardians of the galaxy when we talked about our favorite comic book, uh, you know, superheroes and things like that, but or and movies and whatnot. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> it's kind of like you said, kind of maybe, maybe taking a sidestep. And so this is this is going to bring it full circle. And this is the one I'm excited about. I, you know, I wa- I have watched the other movies. I like the other movies. They're they're okay. But uh, I I will definitely be looking forward to this. And I I can't say that I've said that about the the others. Again, I'll go watch them. You know. Lord willing, we can watch them in theaters again, but uh, I'll go do that and and have a have a blast. I'm sure, but uh, you know, I have done that. But I will really be looking forward to this one. So, hopefully, it'll be. I'm sure it'll be everything we want. I hope it will. Anyway, do you think they'll? Uh, do you think there'll be in any turmoil? <laughs> it's it's probably just going to be them, you know, sipping coffee, sitting around a table, you know, yucking it up while the dinosaurs are outside playing nicely with each other. <laughs> After all these years, this is, this is the movie where they've learned their lesson and they're, you know, just, just hanging out, you know, staying safe. Somebody asked about going and helping some dinosaurs and they, they decline. I mean, Chris Bratt's throwing like a tennis ball to one of the rafters and it's playing fetch with him, you know, something like that. <laughs> Doing a zoom meeting with somebody that's actually over there and trying to, you know, work it out that way. Yeah. We, we won't be going over there, but yeah. We can tell we we can tell you what to do and what not to do. That's right. Yeah. Let me Rule send you one, some videos. <laughs> don't get eaten. Remember that chick taking uh, taking video or pictures up close to the dinosaurs for the first time. That's, we're going to send you those. You know. All right. Uh, well, we've we've talked about uh, a couple of awesome things that are coming up. Can't wait for for either one of them. Lord of the Rings is is awesome in Jurassic World with this cast, man. Uh, at, it gets me ready. I'm ready to go. But we wanted to talk this week. Uh, we want to do another top five for you. And Jamie came up with this. He said, how about we do our top five fandoms? And I said, what are you talking about? I don't know what a fandom is. No. <laughs> he said, all right, well, let, let's do your top five series or movies that have a uh, have a sequel to them, but they can't be comic books. They can't be comic book things. And so... I don't know. Now that I'm saying that out loud, Jamie, I think one of my things may have started. I don't know if it started as a comic book or what happened, but anyway, so we wanted to, to bring you a top five of, of those that can be, you know, a movie with a sequel, anything like that, just a series. And so Jamie, I'm going to let you lead it off this week. This is, <laughs> this is not shooting down any of anybody else's list. This is just something, uh, something to give you some insight into our lives and what we, what we enjoy watching and, and all that good stuff. So Jamie, how about your top five? Well, my top five uh, is actually a top six. Nah, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Number uh, one, A, B, C, yeah. <laughs> this this top five was hard for me to narrow it down to five, to be honest with you, because there's uh, yeah. so many. Nobody that is I surprised like. by that. But uh, number five, I went with uh, Back to the Future. Those are three movies. I mean, Back to the Future 1, 2, 3. I can just sit down and watch any of them at any time. 
and enjoy myself. You know, just a lot of these movies bring back childhood thoughts, you know, because, I mean, those movies were big, you know, back when we were kids. I know the first movie came out in 85, but, I mean, the second and the third one especially. Uh, third one I really remember, but um, they came out when, like 89, 90, 91 in that area. Yeah, those those really take me back. Um, number four is another one, Indiana Jones. Mm, yeah. A lot of people didn't like the fourth one. I was okay with it. Um, but the original three, those were those were fantastic movies in my opinion. Number three, really three, four, and five, I could probably take them and plug them into the different spots. You know, they're basically all the same. Uh, Harry Potter. Love the movies, love the books. Of course, I didn't, you know, read the books till I was older. And my my nephew, who is uh, now in his twenties, when he was like ten or eleven, I was he was I was watching him one day, and he's like, "Hey, let's watch the Harry Potter movies." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." He put it in, and I was I was hooked. And he was like, "Can I go play your PlayStation now?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, go on, get out of here. I'm watching a movie." <laughs> and my number two, which I have a very very strong feeling it is on your list. Uh, towards the top as well uh lord of the rings which when i say lord of the rings i'm also including the hobbit love mm-hmm. the hobbit movies love the lord of the rings movies uh i have read the books the books are fantastic so are the movies uh the extended edition does add like you said add so much more to the story but there is still a lot of the story that they left out that you know you only get from reading the books which that's that's any of them that's any and all you know like the harry potter and lord of the rings there's so much more in the books, but that's because you can fit more in those books. Sure. Number one, it's been my number one for probably a very, very, very long time. And it also took place in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those are good, man. Yeah, I, I admitted, I guess it was last week that I haven't caught up on all the Star Wars movies. So I've got to I've got to get on that. So I, I thought I gave you that homework assignment last week. Mm-hmm, you did, and uh, you also had a homework assignment of uh, eating another grilled cheese burrito. Did you do it, Jamie? That's if I told I you yet, if I told you <laughs> yes, there's no way you could prove any otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about homework. All right, for my top five, and I'm gonna do all of these except for number one are interchangeable. Just kind of like you said, I could go anyway. I could go either way with a lot of these. So number five is something I've talked about recently, and that's Dark Crystal, and we we. I actually asked your permission for for a Netflix series to be a part of the series movie because this is, again, this started out as a movie back in 82, and then last year The Dark Crystal hit uh, on Netflix, and so that has expanded that world. And so for me, again, another fantasy, Jim Henson. Uh, I just I really enjoyed it. I've rewatched it recently, and, and, man, I just love it. So Dark Crystal's number five. Number four... Stranger Things. And I don't know. I think I think Stranger Things was Netflix first and then comic book. And that's the same with Dark Crystal because they're yeah, all comic I, books now. Oh, same oh, way with things. same way with Star Wars. I mean, there's Yeah. The, the movies inspired the comics. We're we're basically going for stuff that the comics didn't inspire like the movies. Exactly. Or, or TV yeah. show. And so that has been uh, of course most people have seen Stranger Things now. If you have Netflix, and I love it, uh, I can't wait for the next season to come out. And hopefully, it quits getting you know pushed back. But hey, we're we're all about people's safety. 
Number three is the Jason Bourne franchise. I really, I really enjoyed all of those. And uh, it, it, when you asked me about, you know, the top five of the series that, that I would, you know, have, I thought, man, I don't know if I count five because I'm not, I'm just not that passionate about very many collections or franchises or anything like that. But Jason Bourne's one of those I really like. Number two is is a little bit of a way back machine. Is uh, Rush Hour. <laughs> it was <laughs> Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker. I think I would still sit down and laugh my head off, you know, right now if I was, I was watching that show. Uh, any of those, I, I'm I'm all for it. I was a big Chris Tucker fan. He's kind of <laughs> disappeared now. I think he had some life changes. <laughs> all right, so I had Dark Crystal, Stranger Things, Jason Bourne, Rush Hour, and number one, as you mentioned, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Again, hey, I would... Uh, I could sit down right now, start that, and just just love it. Just sit down and watch it. And it's been it's been a favorite of mine. I'll tell you, back in the day, uh, my buddy Seth, our our mutual friend who we have known and loved for our entire lives, <laughs> took me. He said, "Hey, you need to come to this movie." I think we I think several of us got together and said, "Hey, we need to go watch this movie." It's called, you know, Lord of the Rings and all this stuff. And so I sit down and I go through this three-hour movie and I get to the end of it and nothing is resolved. You ever watched a movie like that? You know, uh, you get to the end of it and you're like, oh, okay, what, what happened? And so I didn't know this was a trilogy. I didn't know what a trilogy was probably. <laughs> and so there for, for two more years, you had to wait until next December to watch the second part. Then the next December to watch the third part. And so that first time I was so frustrated. Now it wouldn't have helped if I'd have known it in advance, but, but just sitting through it and anticipating, okay, this is, this is kind of progressing. All right. What's going to happen here to, to tie this all up? Oh, nothing. Okay. Good. So I, uh, man, I, I fell in love, uh, as, as I anticipated the next movie. And so, like I said, I've gone from, and they've made money off of me because I bought the regular DVDs. Then I bought the, I think I bought the Blu-ray next, and then I bought the extended. So I don't know. I, I spent plenty of money, and then they came out with the Hobbit, and to me, just it just filled out the world. Of course, the Hobbit, Hobbits first, and I have, like I said, I I can look over at my bookshelf from where I'm sitting and see all the books, <laughs> but I have <laughs> haven't read them yet. So I I haven't been as deep into it. I need to. I have only started. Uh, uh, I think I've only started the Hobbit. So I need to get into that. And with Jamie putting all this other homework on me, I don't know if I can, but, but th those are my five dark crystal, stranger things, Jason Bourne, rush hour and Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit. I I'm the same way with, with Harry Potter. I have seen like two movies. We actually own them all and I have really enjoyed them, but I haven't, I haven't like watched them all yet. I just haven't made the time for it. And so I've just got to do that. I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, you know, once I finish that, Harry Potter will be on this list as well. Anyway, anything, uh, any reaction to mine? No, other than, uh, you know, Jason Bourne is kind of one of those series where you, like for me personally, I don't think about it a lot, but then I'll watch it. I'm like, huh, I forgot how, how good of a movie that yeah, was. Well, it didn't jump into my mind immediately. Like I told you, <laughs> Like, I'm not sure I can name five <laughs> the different ones that I like. And I thought, wait, Jason Bourne. You know, 
well, there are four movies, something like that. And I really liked them. Uh, there's yeah, there's several. <laughs> yeah. Now, were you a Rush Hour fan? Uh, for like the first two, the third one was a little bit of a stretch yeah, for me. I, I agree with that. I, and when I say Rush Hour, I'm definitely meaning one and two. And you can throw three in there if you want to. Absolutely. I think I still own those, too. That's great. I need to go check our DVD <laughs> collection. I don't, I don't know if everybody else still has DVDs out there, but uh, and we've we've still got a DVD collection. I need to go see if see if those are still in there. I know I wouldn't think that we'd have gotten rid of them, but. I've been I've been thinning down my DVD collection here and there when I can. Mm-hmm. Try to I go digital. Well, how do you go? Di- just just take that. What, how do you go digital? Well, um, really neat thing, uh, Voodoo, which is a uh, streaming app. Right. Um, currently is owned by Walmart, but is in the process of being sold by sold to Fandango. Ooh, okay. They have a uh, what they call a disc to digital feature on their uh, app. Basically, you can take some of these old movies that you mm-hmm. own. Now, legality reason, you have to own this movie in order to mm-hmm. do this, um, or else it is considered pirating. And uh, we don't condone that here at the Fanatic Life podcast. That's right. <laughs> but uh, if you're converting a DVD to basically standard definition, which DVD to DVD quality on the digital, it's $2. If you want to upgrade to like Blu-ray, it is five dollars. Same with uh, Blu-ray. If you want to upgrade, or well, Blu-ray to Blu-ray though, if you own the Blu-ray version, it's only two dollars. Oh, okay. So I mean, you could you could convert you know a DVD about two dollars a piece. You know, if you don't just have to have it in the you know high oh, definition, Come on, you know, man, I'm spoiled. I know you're spoiled, but you know some of these older movies just like. Come on, do we do we really need to uh, upscale this till it's really fuzzy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome though, dude. I, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, that's one of their their neat little features. Uh, I, I'll I'll do a few here and there, but uh, you will run across some where you can't. I know I tried some of like the uh, the Marvel movies, uh, some of the older ones that I I, mm-hmm. I didn't get a digital version with, you know like the first Iron Man, Captain America, stuff like that. Back when I was like, why am I going to need a digital version? Now I'm like, why didn't I get the digital version? Exactly. But, you know, those, I, I think it's, you know, the intellectual property. They, they're they like, no, no, you're going to have to pay full price for if you want the digital. Most everything I've ran across, no problem. They'll at least take your money. Right, right. That's good, man. I, <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look into that because I, I love yeah, and that and it, it's almost become we become so spoiled to it that it's a hassle to go into the DVD cabinet and get a DVD and play and play it, you know. Yeah, and it's 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 VUDU voodoo that way. Mm-hmm. But like like for us, I mean, we use a a projector. You know, we don't have a we don't have a DVD player hooked up to it. You know, so it's like if, yeah. if you don't have digital, you you just don't watch the movie. Well, I really want to ask you about your projector right now, but I want to stay. I want to stay. I know we're we're a little over an hour now, and and so I want to. I don't want us to run too long, but yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna to have to look into that. Did you say you use the the app for that? Yes, yes. You have to use the app. Okay. That way, you know, on your phone, you've got you can scan the barcode. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. 
All right. Well, that's awesome, man. That's something I, I learned today. I might have to have to look into that. So right now we want to transition into our, our final segment of the show. We want to bring you another fan or flop. And I promise we'll get a little jingle for that at some point. So it's not just me saying it, but Jamie, did you have a fan or flop this week? We've already established that you didn't actually revisit what you said you would do, you, what you promised to all the people out here, what you said you would, you know, you took into consideration and I will try the grilled cheese burrito from Taco Bell again. And you let the people down. We've established that. <laughs> do you have a fan or flop for this week? What we haven't established though is last week I did not give a timeline as to when I would try this. <laughs> try it again. So. I think it's all. I think we all know that that it was supposed to be by this week. It is. It is expected. And just to just to help alleviate anything, we're, our our expectation is that by this time next week. You will have done that. Uh, just to be clear, okay for 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 all uh, all my fans out there, I will I will do that. <laughs> yes, all, please stop with the emails all, yeah, about that. Yes, all one and a half of them. I don't know where the half comes in, but somehow it, if, if <laughs> it's, it, it's an average, it averaged it's out average, there. Yeah. I think you got the other half. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> Probably, but all I know is it equals two. I don't know. equals two. Uh, my my fan or flop uh, was a uh, something I just used tonight for the first time was the burger king app and i know you're thinking man these guys love some fast food you know that's all they talk about one guy talks about sonic the other guy you know fast food apps but i'm gonna say this was a flop for me just because the app was not user friendly when i got on there you know got a large family and there was a a family pack bundle on there that okay you know this would work for them you know the kids and me to place my order started get to the checkout says your order can't be completed and asks you to start over and what it does it wipes everything out of your order completely because of that oh, one goodness. that one coupon was not valid so not only did i have to order you know start order over for myself and the kids you know i had to start over for what my wife and the, the younger kids were you know what they were getting so you know it's it was a big hassle it took longer than it should have of course i mean the great thing about it customization you know making sure i've got some picky eaters you know making sure they didn't have any any green leafy stuff vegetables on their on their burgers you know that way they wouldn't uh, look at you like you've uh, offended them in the greatest way man way way possible um, right but yeah just the overall user friendliness of the app was not there the layout was kind of weird as well you try you may like it but just for me it they need to go back to the drawing board with this app well they it sounds like they knew they needed one but they didn't know who to call so <laughs> somebody's knee niece or nephew or something like that is you know good with technology in quotes and so <laughs> they created an app wonderful they they know how to- hello world <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's kind of like back when we were growing up. Oh, he's real good in computers. All I did was hit Control Alt Delete. You know, right? <laughs> All I did was say restart it, and it came back up and worked. <laughs> All I did was turn it off hey, and turn it back on. My again. computer career. Don't don't be talking about that. That's 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 how I made money in the day. Come on. Oh, I always loved calling <laughs> calling calling tech support, and they're like, "Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on?" Yes, yes, I have. 
<laughs> the problem is, is that for most people, the answer is no. Oh, I, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, I would get when I would come into a place, and I worked, I worked uh, where I would drive between between different places working, and I I would walk in. I remember vividly one time uh, close to us, where I walked into this this location where I was, you know, coming to help, and I hadn't even I had made it like ten feet inside the door. And somebody 30 feet inside the door started blaming me for a problem. Like it didn't, it did not, uh, it wasn't messing up before you got here. It's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I haven't been over there. I haven't, you know, my presence, although sometimes it seems to fix things or break things. Mostly <laughs> is, break. It's not doing that. So mostly break. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things. And man, you. Some people just aren't comfortable with technology. I, it, it, when I want to work there, you know, sometimes it's kind of funny, but hey, I have my things too. Then I'll just, hey, I will, I will pay you to fix this or work on this. Right. Yeah. Like when I, I we had a fence built, I was like, yeah, well, we're paying somebody to do that. I'm not building a fence. I can do it. I'm sure I could, I could manage it. We could figure it out. But yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get in a guy that does it all the time and it'll be right. And yeah. All right. Well, I had a, uh, a fanner flop as well. And Jamie alluded to, we you know, were going to a fast food. I mentioned this before. Jamie's wife gives me a hard time. And uh, because I don't have, I don't have that many options. I keep telling Jamie to tell her, like, listen, I live in a small town and it won't do you guys any good to, for me to talk about, you know, that food I like at the easy Mart <laughs> or, or down there at, at, at Joe's, uh, Joe's mom and pop shop, whatever that, that nobody can relate to. So mine again, this week is from Sonic. You guessed it, but they have a, a toasted s'mores shake. And just a, just a little note. I love, I don't know if you've ever had uh, from Starbucks. Starbucks will have a, a, a in the summertime and it may be right now, but they will have a, a s'mores uh, frappuccino. And I love it, man. Graham cracker. You've got some marshmallow cream on the top. You got some chocolate in there. And it's, it's just really good. But this Sonic Toasted S'more Shake, I didn't, it was just too sweet. And I didn't really even taste any chocolate. Now, there may be some in there. But it was it was more just sweet sugar. And that, and that was it without without any kind of chocolate to, uh, to round it out. And so... I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I I would eat it again. It's not like something I hated, but I mean, yeah, it's not something that I would just you know go go looking for all the time. I mean, didn't you tell me you had two that day? Yeah, I mean, I had to make sure I liked it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have two. Oh my goodness, uh, I hate that you would assume that. <laughs> it could have been true, you know. It's like, oh well, maybe you know, well, you know, if you would have had the second grilled cheese burrito, we might not be you know giving you a hard time right now. So. A second one might have actually been a grilled cheese burrito instead of a piece of American cheese slapped on a regular <laughs> burrito, which is how I'm picturing it at this point. So you're not far off. <laughs> it's like, it, hey, 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 don't uh, bring me that burrito back. <laughs> you forgot the cheese. Hey, that burrito, I'd be slapped this Ameri- slice of American. That burrito you. we just microwaved. Put some put some cheese on it. We're good. Send it out. <laughs> Time's a ticking. You see that? You see that clock up there above, you know, on the screen. He's been sitting there long enough. Put in the bag. Maybe. Oh my god. Maybe when I try that uh, the the grilled cheese burrito for the second time, I'll do an unboxing video for you. 
<laughs> you should. I will. I will tune in for that. Hey, stream it. Oh, you know, record, pre-record it, and then post it. Whatever. I'm watching. <laughs> I, I, I would love to see that. Do you think we could do pay-per-view? Yeah, no, no. Oh, no. I, I, don't, I don't think we need to hassle our our couple of fans we have and you know into some money. Though, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to donate, <laughs> we'll we'll let you let you know our PayPal information. Oh. Yeah, unboxing. Yeah, send that to me. I'll edit it up, and and we'll make it dramatic. <laughs> Explosion! Oh my goodness! All right, y'all. Hey, we've had a, we've had a blast uh, uh, just talking about all these things. I know it's been kind of crazy and all over the map, but we've enjoyed uh, just just catching up with one another, and and hopefully you found some kind of fun or value in this. And hey, if there's something you want us to try that, that you've tasted, you've eaten, or whatever, and uh, hey, let us know. We'd we'd love to hear about it and. Maybe we can talk Jamie into to trying as well. So, hey, just let us know on Facebook. Again, that's facebook.com slash Podcast. That's it for this week. That's it for episode 10. For Jamie, I'm John. You guys have a great week. Don't forget to bring a towel.